Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as you can uh, for today's trading opportunities. So your ability to plan um, will really kind of guide you over the course of the trading day. And it's important if you if you kind of um, prepare to fail. Um, sorry, excuse me. If you fail to prepare, prepared to fail is is a, is a generally a, a good. Um, philosophy to live by perhaps not just in trading but in in nearly every walk of life um okay so today is the start of not just a new month but a new quarter we're heading into the last three months of the, the calendar year and um we do have this sort of done that dynamic setting up which we probably need to to pay attention to um after some significant selling over the course of the month of um, September in the latter part of the trading month, not perhaps the early part. Um, the early part, we didn't really get much move across these markets at all. So we've got this dynamic playing out, which gives an opportunity to buyers to, um, to look to buy the dip, which is what they've been doing for quite some time. Um, however, that should come with a caution at this point because things have changed. We, the markets are now digesting the fact that the, the central bank um, the Fed in the US are very much looking to hold rates higher for longer, which is what the markets hadn't anticipated. So therefore, we've got some selling. So is the amount of selling we've seen so far is that um, that is potentially kind of the tip of the iceberg if, if this thing is to build up a bit of momentum. Um, all of these central banks are very careful in terms of being able to look at the data. So we ourselves will become quite data dependent. We'll keep looking for that next little data point that's likely to shift sentiment and um, and look to trade around that sort of thing. So um, kind of a bit of a complicated backdrop, we'd say, but we can position ourselves in both directions if we get um, if we get some decent moves. So it's just a case of trying to identify where those moves are likely to occur and try and position ourselves early. Okay, um, so. We'll start then with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment if you know yourself with our risk warning currently up on screen. Um, and just as a quick introduction as well, we'll take you through um, all profitable traders. They need to be able to consider which markets to trade. You want to be looking at the right markets when you're getting such massive moves like we've been seeing. Um, then it's about your levels. Where do you then enter and exit these markets? We always trade with a stop loss. We always make sure we calculate our trade size effectively. So our ability to manage risk is really important when it comes to trading markets. Um, trade management, uh, allowing, I suppose, uh, have your strategy, have a strategy which allows you to kind of mitigate risk um, at certain points is really quite useful. And then, you know, be able to book in profits as markets move in your favor. So, um, and, and the last element really is trade psychology. So now we're moving into this psychological phase in this market. It's, and it really boils down to kind of confidence and, and fear and anxiety. Um, are, are traders confident enough to start buying these markets with, with conviction? Or is it going to be a half-hearted buying opportunity, which seems to be setting up towards the end of last month or the end of last week as well? So trading psychology is going to be an interesting one. So just to let you know, we address these considerations live every day in our trade rooms. And we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital. And of course, be patient as well. So these are all important things to learn. 
Okay, so let's start with a review of the potential market moving news. So for this, we'll bring up um, Forex Factory. So I suppose the first thing to just comment on, uh, if you look at uh, the chart, so Chinese banks will be closed in observance of national day. So we've got a, a week of um, of closures across the, uh, the Chinese market. Now it's had a bit of a rough time. Okay, that's, that's Canada, sorry. Oh yeah, that's uh, still Monday, so Tuesday. Okay, they're closed for the whole week. Um, I think early next week they they reopen again. So there's going to be, let's say, less volatility around the whole China story for perhaps the next week. So that's going to be interesting because we're not going to get um, much of a market response to whatever may unfold over the course of the next week. I suppose it's a chance for a little breather. A bit of a quieter session with um, Bank Holiday in China and also in Australia as well. And today in Canada. So it is a kind of a quieter day. We've got a lot of manufacturing and services PMI numbers. Uh, we know manufacturing, not just across Europe, across the US and the UK is not performing particularly well. Let's see if this gets worse or if it gets better. We've got US manufacturing PMI numbers and uh, manufacturing prices as well um, to consider. And all eyes will be on this news event later on today at 4 p.m. UK time. So due to participate in a roundtable discussion with workers, small business owners and community leaders, uh, audience questions expected. So. That's going to be a re there was a, another Fed event last week which didn't really move markets to any great extent, but this has the potential to be a lot more, um, let's say, challenging. Um, we've got other Fed speakers as well at this roundtable, so I'm pretty sure he'll probably get a very significant grilling, certainly on the inflation side of things and certainly on the interest rate side of things, which is really what the focus of these markets is. is is built around it's very much um sentiment is pretty much guided by uh, central bank monetary policy now it's likely to shift i mean ultimately with the policy in the background but in terms of individual data points we'll be looking very carefully at growth figures we'll be looking very carefully at unemployment figures and we'll be looking very very carefully at inflation so those are the three big sort of um elements to these markets that we need to kind of have a decent understanding for. Um, we're going to get on, on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, we're going to get um, very likely the RBA to hold rates at 4.1. Um, so we've got some important, it's a big week for jobs. So we're going to start on Tuesday with the jolt job openings number. And it looks like that's continuing to kind of come down. We're up at sort of 11 million jobs. Um, a few months back and now we're down to below 9 million. So making improvements in terms of how many jobs are available, the, the pool of jobs uh, is narrowing, which is again is what the Fed want to see. So then we'll have the, the RBNZ as well expected to hold. So we've got this dynamic between kind of a dovish pause for many central banks versus a, a hawkish pause for the Fed. And it's that narrative that's continuing to play out. So ADP on Wednesday 
let's see if we're seeing cracks in the, the workforce just yet. Uh, unemployment claims on Thursday and then the big one on Friday, non-farm payroll. So that's just a little review for the week. So let's get up our charts then and we'll see where are these opportunities likely to present themselves. Um, let me slide it over. I'll bring up our pen as well. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all keeping well. So we did get that little kind of reversal bounce that we, we were talking about towards the end of last week, which we were, you know, a little bit concerned about. Um, this is what that bounce looks like. So it's hardly um, full of conviction, but it is for now still marginally kind of bullish in nature. So just as a little market overview, um, I suppose the trade of the week really was pretty much gold. We, we saw the dollar strengthen. Um, I must admit, not. We have a, a stronger dollar, but it, it's kind of wavering in places. Um, and we have quite a, a strong dollar against the yen as well, currently making marginal new highs yet again. So really, the, the I suppose the the major reason for this move in gold, unfortunately, it was, it was one of the trades we missed last week, which was break below the 1913. We didn't actually technically get into it. Um, and as you can see, it's just, uh, it's really accelerated. We're now down to, yeah, the 1840 level. So a really, really sizable move. Um, unfortunately, like we were saying towards the end of last week, we're looking for a bit of a pullback to try and get into this trade further to the downside. So let's see where we're at. And the word really is conviction. Um, how we've had this really strong roll up and this, this move there over the last two weeks has been really quite bearish in nature. And the question is, are we likely to get further bearish moves because we, we rallied down to the 200 period moving average. It looked at one point we were gonna kind of break through that and then those buyers started to kick in and they've now kind of, it's really quite messy, isn't it? Even Friday finished mildly bearish after being quite bullish all day long. So we're in, I guess, a period of indecision now at, at these, at these levels. We've got a long, um, almost a doji candlestick really with the, um, with the NASDAQ. And you can see the more recent price action is very much lower. So our expectation is to allow this market to pull back and then perhaps get in to the downside again, get the next leg lower if the data allows it. This is the, this is the key. There'll be a lot of sort of buy the dip type traders that will just continue to buy no matter what happens. The FTSE, perhaps not a bad place to be, but you know, there's a lot of trades kind of getting chopped up in this price action, even at higher prices or even at these current prices. So we have strong rejections to the downside, strong rejections to the upside. And I suppose there's a big question mark really over the current price from here. Um, so the DAX, we've had this strong pullback. We said we would allow it to pull back. And then perhaps if we start getting that rollover around these highs, and we did actually, to be fair on Friday, um, we, we did rally up to those levels before pulling back really quite aggressively. 
And the question is what happens now around these sorts of prices, which will, uh, which will guide what, what we'll do from here. It's still got every potential to continue to pull back into these resistance levels. And then that trade might be easier to take. We'd have a downside bias in the Nikkei. Um, but a few questions to be answered really, as far as the equity markets are concerned. So Bitcoin, big strong rally yesterday. Uh, I'm not sure there was an awful lot driving that particular rally. You, you might um, uh, you might correct me if 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 there is a very specific reason I haven't come across one just yet. Um, but bit of a strong bounce off these uh, twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollar levels. We're now up at twenty eight. So. A little bit of a move there finally for those Bitcoin traders. Um, okay, so commodities next. So a little bit of a decision on the on the equity side. There's a potential to start buying gold. We've still got this um, outsized um, supply cut constraint with increasing demand. It's it's likely to provide some some further upside for U.S. oil. So we'll certainly look at U.S. oil um, above. So U.S. oil looking to buy above, in fact, current prices really, uh, ninety twenty-seven. You can have a look at a buy trade anywhere around there. Okay. So we really do need a bit of a pullback. We were kind of hoping at one point we, we'd kind of get a little bit of a pullback into this little range in here before getting the next trade to the downside. When you're down at these extended lows. Um, it's a difficult sell trade at this price, at these lower levels. So a pullback required for gold, unfortunately. And then finishing off with the with the currency markets. So a little bit of indecision across the indices. We've got these little little mini little pullback trades. It looked at one point as if um, with widening bond yields in in. Japan that we'd get actually a bit of a corrective move. And we saw one there on Friday, a little one before, you know, the BOJ actually, you know, we were still talking about being as accommodative as they've been previously. So they keep um, suggesting that spreads are going to widen, but um, we keep seeing that the, the yen continuing to weaken. Now that's a trade that would probably react really quickly at some point um if you were up at these elevated levels as far as the yen is concerned so we're looking for a corrective move in these yen pairs but it's going to be purely a timing issue we're still up at these elevated levels and it's going to be a case of when will the boj actually affirm that we will get you know, some considerable spread widening in the coming months and weeks, perhaps. So more questions than answers really at the minute. Um, and again, we've got this sort of pullback phase that we're likely to enter into. The euro is looking relatively strong, so is the pound. We could get into this dollar weakness trade as a secondary trend trade. Um, 
the problem is it's secondary trend, so it'll be short-lived. So certainly a little bit of weakness across the board. So that's the one thing that these markets have going for them. Um, the only caveat to that is very, very mildly the Aussie dollar. But the, elsewhere, the dollar can potentially weaken, and that would just suggest maybe we'll get a bit of a bit of buying coming into gold. But um, we're not too enthusiastic to. So it looks like we've got very, very mild risk on sentiment. So let, let's adjust our trade plan then. And um, so we were having, we were talking about this reversal of, of those bearish moves and we were getting a bit of buying creeping in across the board. And that's pretty much kind of how the week ended. Although I must admit that buying was somewhat erratic in nature. So there was a lot of kind of up and down and there's a lot of sort of choppy price action. And we really wanted to stay out of that sort of market phase Thursday and Friday of last week as we were kind of trying to close out our trades, our profitable trades. Okay, so reversing market conditions due to end of month and end of quarter rebalancing and profit taking. So yeah, that was pretty much. So now we've got a new month. That's the good news. So the question is, what sort of market conditions do we have? I think the word mixed needs to be in our vocabulary. Uh, for these conditions. So mixed market conditions. So when we do that, we can work with slightly wider stop losses. We can trade with um, slightly uh, lower risk. We don't need to be ultra bullish if we have a mixed market condition. And just Friday, we wanted to just keep all options open, really. We weren't able to pull the trigger on anything. And that potential yen strength um, due to widening Japanese bond yields didn't last very long. And in fact, the BOJ came out and, and stuck to their guns as they had done on three or four other occasions. So that yen will move. When will it move is the question. So um, it's not like we're just going to walk away and forget about the uh, forget about the the, the BOJ. We, we're going to keep an eye on it, but it's going to be a timing issue. Okay, so we kind of want to keep all options open, but more specifically, we can have a look at uh, potential uh, dollar weakness after considerable rally. So that's a trade that we could look at. Again, we wouldn't be be, be selling the dollar with, with huge aggression, but we'd want to just perhaps get into one or two um, trades there and us oil us oil looking to um to buy above we've still got very very strong dynamic do so we pull back off the 93.94 dollar level um so really it's 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 a bit more of a focus on on the the weaker dollar we can look at a, maybe one or two trades be quite specific in what you're doing um perhaps stay away thing from markets like the Aussie dollar, for example, but there might be a couple of good opportunities elsewhere. Um, and so that potential dollar weakness is going to be a focus of ours. And also we're going to look to get into US oil if we get above uh, current prices at the 90.27. So I'm going to, it's, it's mixed in nature, so it's not going to be uh, all bells and whistles. 
unfortunately today. Um, I think it's well worth our time just um, biding our time. Finally, guys, on that note, listen, thanks very much for joining us as always. Just posted the trade plan into the chat box. We're still, we're in a bit of transition phase. We, we had a very strong narrative for a period of time. We're able to generate some good profits off those trades. And then we're now shifting into that kind of risk on phase. So the question is, how long will that last for before these prices start to roll back over to the downside? At which point we'd probably be quite aggressive in these markets once more. All right, guys, on that note, listen, thanks very much for joining us as always. Do take care. Any questions, feel free to post them and we'll answer them before we close off. And uh, just to let you know, we do trade these markets fully live and interactive every single day from 8 a.m. And then we're back again at 12.45 uh, p.m. And these are all UK times. For more information, just go to the livetrading.com. Great stuff, guys. On that note, do take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.